morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to Barbecue and Curry's NFL Week in Review for Week 12. We've been doing this for 12 weeks, people. You already know what it is. But before we get started, I want to introduce the other degenerates. We got Ty in studio with us. How you doing today, Ty? Feeling good after that ass when we give them sealers. And as always, we have Sam joining us from Kansas City, Missouri. How you doing today, Sam? I'm fantastic today. All right, everybody, y'all know what it is. Ty's going to tell us the good, bad, and the ugly, how good or bad we did this week. And then we're going to jump into a review of NFL Week 12. Um, yeah, it's actually been it's, it's been a good it's been a string of decent weeks for the, for the show. Um, Eugene and myself, both of us, we went 7 for 15. Sam went 8 for 15. Nothing exceptional, nothing bad. Like, we're lingering on five, around 500, which is where we want to be. So yeah, I think it's been and it's it's been like two to three two to three weeks now of this. So yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's exceptional that I won. So that's exceptional. So there's one exceptional thing. I mean, fair. You, you can call it what you want. <laughs> um, move, moving on to our best bets. Uh, I hit my 49ers. It's the only game I had actual money on. We didn't like a lot of the lines this week. Eugene hit his Ravens bet in a in a spectacular manner. I have to say. That three and a half. And Sam's Cowboys, not only did they not cover the spread, they didn't win the game. And as and when it comes to Cowboys not winning, the Cowboys won my ass being of the week. And they they got they got some they, calls. They let the pod down. They, they let did. The pod down they did let the, pod, let the pod down. And once I go through these games, I have a story. Actually, when we, when we reach that game, I have a story about that game. Uh, anecdote to the, to the people. Eugene had the Eagles against the Giants. Not only did they not cover, they didn't win. And Sam was the wise man of the bunch. Had the Bengals. And 41-10 to 10 would definitely cover almost that any spread. That was pretty easy. Yeah, yeah 41-10. Uh, but what was not exceptional this week was Sam's bets. He did go 0-3. It was... We we all knew this week was coming. Like, you know, these, these things happen in our world. And it's sad to see it now, but you know, the only way is up from here. Yeah. But to be Absolutely. fair, Sam is a is Sam is above water for the entire NFL oh, season. Easily, he's twenty six and fourteen. It's not so even close. Were, yeah, absolutely. If you would have put money on Sam's pick, like the stock market, it'd be rise like Bitcoin. Yeah, twenty six. I don't know. If it, I mean, I did shit. It fucking crashed like Bitcoin today or three this week. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you crashed last week. Bitcoin crashed. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> All right, let's actually jump into the games now. Started with that we, Thanksgiving slate. We have some Thanksgiving games to discuss. I don't know why the NFL insists upon the lines on TV, but on Thanksgiving Day, they put the Bears and the lines on TV. We and told you this, Eugene. We told you this. <laughs> I, in 1934, the owner of the Lions wanted to play on Thanksgiving on, for more exposure. I know the history. I just don't understand why we had that. That's why, because they just, started it. I understand. I get it. I get it. All right. They put this shitty-ass game on TV. Um, for some odd reason, I picked the Bears. The Bears did win the game, but the Bears did not cover the spread. They did not. A field goal was a little too much. Uh, but the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, my boy from back in the day, he got it done. You know, He got the win, but as far as Sam and I are concerned, the, the Lions got it done, spread covered. Jared Goff somehow miraculously got it done, but yeah, again, it was n- nothing, nothing to write home about, really. There's nothing. It was a very Goff average had a good game. game. Only, only four completions for Goff all game. What? 
Yeah, broke a broken clock is right. Only four incompletions. Oh, okay. oh incompletions. Oh yeah. I was like, wait, what? I heard completions. Yeah. So I was like, no way. But yeah, he he, he had a good game. Let's move on though. We gonna we gonna move on to Jerry's world where we all picked the Cowboys. And we should have known better because the Cowboys don't win at Thanksgiving. This is three years in a row where they have laid an egg on Thanksgiving Day. The Raiders went into Jerry's world and basically said, got your bitches. It's Thanksgiving. We win. <laughs> um, the Cowboys have lost three games in a row. Now, getting out, to be fair, they have had some injuries to key positions. And as of this morning, they got an outbreak of the Rona at the Cowboy facilities. Mike McCartney will not be coaching. Uh, there's an outbreak of eight players with the Rona. So, pay attention to the Cowboys and people y'all out there putting money on the Cowboys. But the Raiders won this game. Um, there's three games in a row that the Cowboys have slipped up, not showing up. Actually. Yeah. Um, Sam, go ahead, take it away. Uh, I mean, the I the biggest thing about this game was thank God it was on while I was during my dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> fun to watch. Fun <laughs> to not listen to everybody else in my family. And, this, I mean, this is all about Thanksgiving for me. It's on Thanksgiving Day. And thank God it was after my dinner because it was the only way that uh, my lovely grandmother that I love so much would stop talking to me. <laughs> oh, wow. There we go. Wow. <laughs> um, that's, this game, I just, it was, this one was like the middle of all my Thanksgiving. Yeah, fair. Really. I got to watch most of it, too. I, I, all I know is that my grandma loves Dak Prescott. And Derek Carr, meh. Really? That's about all I got this game. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Uh, there during the weekend there was, a, I mean, we, based on our previous shows, you guys know I had real money this game, uh, the Cowboys minus seven, and and I had one unit down, and there was a time over the weekend where Sam was quite busy, and I was placing Sam's bets for, him. Yes. I was helping him out. Sam went on such a bad run. <laughs> when you told me put the rest on Cowboys seven and a half, I I literally went and put that and then put two units on Raiders plus seven and a half. There you go. <laughs> I was that like, made somebody money. Man, I was like, I have to. Like you, Sam, I, know, were you, were you I, honestly, I went on such a bad run that I had to take an appropriate four day break. To to refund the funds from the day. There we go. From the run. So I was like, just it's tough sleeping. Oh, everyone has bad stretches. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Bad stuff happens on Thanksgiving. But you're with your family, and you're supposed to be thankful. Pushes and buzzer beaters. It was all over the place. Yeah, and and then I was like, plus seven and a half. Give me the Raiders, and and that's what I took. And yeah, like it, it was it was an amazing game. Twenty eight flags. In total, I mean, oh. over 100 yards in penalties for both teams. It was just, it was such a long game because there were so many I was stops. Say, that must have contributed to me thinking that it was a long game. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very long game. It was not I didn't a know if that was because I just wanted to leave or not, but maybe <laughs> it was just a it Fair. was a lot of stopping and starting. It was irritating. It was. So we're going to move on down to New Orleans, where the Buffalo Bills made a visit to Who That Nation with a four-and-a-half-point spread, and the Buffalo Bills whipped that ass, whipped that ass. It was Yeah, tough. they did. Ooh. And they needed to. This was a big game for them with the Patriots playing so well. Yeah, right now. They, they needed to win this game. Absolutely. They, 
They it, it is hard to win a game in New Orleans when New Orleans is on and when that stadium is rocking. But um, they might need to bring the bags out for these Saints fans because they are looking bad. Yeah, it, looking it's tough times out there. Tough times. Stephon, I mean, it sounds like they're going to Taysom Hill uh, for Thursday's game. Are they? Hey, man. I don't understand. So, Taysom Hill is about to get some more money. And I'm trying to figure out for what. So, somebody enlighten me. He already got paid. Yeah, no. no. Well, remember that, that his whole contract is like a wild shadow contract. It's, it's some accounting It's some accounting magic to give him more, give the Saints more cap space. I'm, I'm pretty sure next year his, like, his yearly salary ranges from forty million to ninety-six million, depending on what position he's playing. And I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's like how weird his contract is. I mean, Remember, I brought this up a lot last offseason when he signed it because I thought it was so weird. On his four-year forty million, it's twenty million guaranteed. It's I is I I thought he had a hundred and forty million dollar contract. No. What? No. I'm going to put it to you this way. I'm confused about that contract, but the Saints need a quarterback, and it ain't tasting it. We don't know. Why? He, I think they're turning to him. They yeah. Might as well. I mean, Simeon is garbage. You can't get much worse. I mean, you might as well, but they need they need a backup quarterback. They need a backup quarterback. I mean, listen, Taysom Hill could be it. We don't know. Uh, and we'll find out soon enough, I guess. But Taysom Hill could be it. I'll give him a shot. See how he does with it. But yeah, as the only one who picks the Saints from the three of us, that defense is... I mean, w- w- the defense is good as theirs. When, sp- when they get over field goal at home, I don't... There's no way I was going to go against them. Yeah, man, but that offense can't... Don't doesn't give him a hand to save their life. That defense was on the field entirely too long. Fair, fair. Yeah. So okay. we're going we're gonna to move on to the ass whipping that was... In New Orleans, we're gonna move up north to Indianapolis, where the Bolts—not the Bolts—where the Bucks made a visit to the Indianapolis Colts with a three-point spread. This was, in my humble opinion, the most entertaining game of the weekend. I have a second, all, but you're right. I want to know if you're the Colts and you get ahead by running the football, and then you decide to throw the football and forget—you may have the best running back in the league. I'm confused. Well, it was because they didn't get ahead by running the football. They got ahead by throwing the football. But my man was just running and running. I'm like, okay. Carson yeah. Wentz looked like the Philadelphia Eagles Carson Wentz. This was an impressive game. The Colts lost. We all we all picked the Bucks here. But aesthetically, it was good to see the Colts look this good. The Colts are a very complete team, offensively, defensively, and special teams. And Absolutely. it was very interesting to watch. Absolutely. Thing is, you knew when when Brady got the ball with like what was it like fucking five minutes left? You're like, yeah, the, yeah, the Colts aren't winning this game. There's no way. Like he's gonna milk that clock. They're gonna go all the way down. They're gonna score, and there's not gonna be enough time left. And he Brady did what Brady did. It's what he does. And also. Gronkowski back healthy is a problem. Oh yeah, and like, like it's it's Gronk, Hall of Famer Gronk. You know, it's it, it's who he is, man. The the Brady Gronk connection, like we'll the see best, in the playoffs. Gronk's great. Gronk's great. 
But the best thing Bronx doing nowadays is that commercial with the USAA. Veterans. I love it. Yeah, USA. Love that commercial. commercial love Only that he commercial. can make money off of being stupid. <laughs> and I ain't mad at him. It's so good. I love that commercial too. <laughs> you are special. What is your bus at? Um, I want to talk about Leonard from that for a quick, for real yeah, quick. Yeah, three touchdowns. Leonard from that coming out of LSU. He went to Jacksonville. Four receiving as well. Yeah, I forgot. And about everybody that. thought, oh, he wasn't a fit in Jacksonville, which he wasn't. Apparently, he got the stench of Jacksonville up off of him because he's running the hell out of the football. And um, I mean the hell out of the football. This has to be said though. Like Lenny was good in he was good in Jacksonville, uh, but you know. Lenny's aspirations and the Jacksonville Jaguars' aspirations, they, they didn't align. Therefore, I don't believe Jacksonville's aspirations align with anybody. Uh, very true. I also agree with that statement. But, yeah, I mean, we, we always knew he was good. He was the top five pick in the draft out, out of LSU. We knew what he was, and, and he proved us what he was. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, when Jacksonville made that run with Blake Bortles and, and Saxonville, Leonard Fournette was a very important piece of that offense. But the fact that he's able to catch the football out of the backfield, because if you remember at LSU, they really weren't throwing him the football out of the backfield. Actually, they weren't throwing the football that much at LSU doing that. That's what I think you make a good point, though, Eugene. That's the biggest difference. I think he's so much better in the passing game than he was earlier in his career and in his college career. Like, they like, don't use him in the passing game rarely in Jacksonville. Like, and, he doesn't have to go off the field now. True. And that is that's very interesting. Um, this yeah. next game I don't even want to talk about. We had the, but we have to because this is Sam's team. It's since the Jets got a win, we gonna give the Jets a little bit more love than they supposed to have. But the Jets went down to the Texans with a two and a half point spread, and Lord Jesus, how the fuck did they win this game? Second half shutout. That's how. That's First how the game was Zach Wilson back, boys. Coincidence? I think not. No, no, that's a coincidence. He he. The only quarterback worse than Zach Wilson was Scam Newton. We'll get Sam to that motherfucker. Miserable. We will get to him. him yeah, we'll get to him. Uh, be, I mean, second half shutout. The, the the Jets defense showed up in that second half. C- completely shut him out. Um, I don't. I don't. It is what it was. Like, trust me. Like, I had. I mean, it's two bad teams out there fighting in a toilet bowl. True. It's a it's good right. road win for the Jets. I I mean, Zach. It's it's good to have Zach Wilson back on the field. That's the biggest thing. And then you did a win also. I mean, you can never not be happy with that. Fair. I mean, I take your word for it. Whoa, that was a horrible game to watch. Now we're going to go down to the Battle of I-95 where we got the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the New York Football Giants. And three and a half point spread in this game. And I thought for certain the Eagles were going to put up more points on what they did. But Lord Jesus, as soon as I think Jalen Hurst has figured it out, apparently he hasn't. Um, Giants defense came through. They also retired Michael Strahan's number um, on Sunday. I'm sorry, Michael Strahan, you mean? Stop. We're going to stop disrespecting Hall of Famers. I'm not disrespecting Michael Strahan. (laughs) Okay. They retired his number, and the defense played out their mind for the first game I've seen this year. Um, I am so disappointed in the Eagles. But, hey, the NFC least is still a bad-ish division, but – it's maybe not as bad as us as we thought. True, five and right, seven. Boys, hold on real quick. What's up? Let me give you this here. Let me give you this right here. The Giants play the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Bears, the Footballs. Four games they can win, and the Cowboys and the Chargers. Two games that they can split, in my opinion. 
They can make a crazy run here, boys. Oh no, they're I'm definitely not. in playoff contention for that seven spot. Yes, they can hundred percent. They could go eight and nine here. We we're gonna talk about teams making a run because the NFC East, because Dallas is doing the most Dallas thing ever. Dallas is seeding ground in the NFC East at an alarming rate. Absolutely. Look, you did you get rid of uh, the clap, and only good things happen after that. He said you get rid of the clap. Yeah, Jason Garrett. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, who had the clap? I was like, okay. oh, Jason Garrett. True, very true, very true. And even though Homeboy was a terrible head coach, he's a decent OC. What's his name, Sam? I forgot. My bad. Cleveland Browns. Oh, uh, Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. There we go. One of the worst head coaches I've seen in a long time, but a pretty, but a pretty good OC. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Are we gonna. We're gonna move we gonna move on down to I-95 and we're gonna make a stop in Miami. And Lord have mercy, it was this game. First of all, Brian Flores has, has turned this because a few weeks ago we're like, they he about to get fired. Absolutely. Black and, and the black it, the black um general manager gonna get fired. Apparently some little fire up on the day as they've won four games in a row and Cam Newton that look. Listen. I've seen a lot of football in my life. Five I've, for twenty-one. Hold on. I've Five never, never. He, the Peter man, looked better than Cam Newton yesterday. Uh, I, I was about to say, wait a second. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, but the Peter man, look, the Peter man might have thrown five, six interceptions in the first half, but he had more completions. Yeah, I did that. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if Peter man's too far. He, but yes, he completed one big pass to DJ Moore. Yeah, it's like second or third pass. Yeah, like 60, 64 yards. I remember that one, I think. Yeah. And he, uh, he underthrew him, didn't even uh, let the guy score. But um, I hate to say it, Cam is wash. Cam and is the wash. issue is, is you can't bench the guy. He's not yeah, going to take a benching very well. He's not. Like, this guy plays better next week or is off the team, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Sam is right. I think Sam is I right. There is no in-between. But all of a sudden, the Miami Dolphins, who probably won't make the playoffs, they are playing like they want to save Brian Flores' job, at least. I don't see why I can't they got to do, they gotta do a, a crazy run to make the playoffs. I mean, it, it is doable. But you, you, know what we, you know what we saw on Sunday, guys? It was a black quarterback saving a black coach and a black GM's job. It just happened to be the black quarterback was on the, on the other team. That, that's all it was. Cam Newton saved Flores' um, job. I want the record to reflect. <laughs> and we don't discriminate. P.J. Walker played a little bit, too. He, and Tua is not black. Tua is Polynesian. Yes, We're Panthers. talking about the Panthers' black quarterback. Yeah, with the Panthers' oh, black quarterback. Oh, yeah, black Panthers. Oh, stop. Okay. <laughs> stop. We have, we have gone a stretch before. <laughs> We're now going to go back up I-95 to Foxborough, New England, otherwise known as Massachusetts, where the Titans visited the Patriots. It's a big and highway. I-95 mm-hmm. runs from Key West, Florida, all the way up through Maine. Um, come on, Sam. <laughs> I know I-70, bro. I live in the middle of the country. I- <laughs> I-70 goes literally goes wherever I need to go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I-70 goes east-west. I mean, I- yeah, I-70 goes east-west. I-95 goes north-south on the east coast. I-5 on the west coast goes up and down the west coast. Yeah, west. and nobody cares about it. <laughs> the, the highway routes no, in the United States. <laughs> I'm just trying to make this more entertaining. I apologize. Well, the Titans made up I-95 to Foxborough. There we go. The Titans made a visit 
to the Patriots and visit they did and ass whooping they got because they got all that they asked for and Bill Belichick has won his sixth game in a row. Man, they, and they, they was not even close. They just hurt. Let me you. say this. They made they made a visit, but it was only a fifteen minute visit. It was in the second quarter when they scored their thirteen points. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure what they were doing the other three quarters. They went to rub and tub emporium with Mr. Kraft. <laughs> Probably. Oh, hey, that's right up there by Stewart, Florida, man. Just, I'm just saying. I mean, it's no. If you got one in Florida, you know Mr. Kraft got one in New England. He ain't telling nobody about. Have to, right? You think so? Oh, he, I mean, but he did. I don't know. He did his deed down there in Florida, so I don't. Know. He got caught in Florida. Also, how the fuck do you get caught in Florida? Like a, a rub and duck is like the most Florida thing I can think of. And not and not only just getting caught in Florida, like where he got caught in Florida, apparently just nobody's fucking there. So like, why is a rich ass motherfucker in a place where nobody fucking is? Exactly, it makes like, no if sense. If you talk about Stewart, Florida, to somebody who knows Florida, they'll just be like, nobody goes there. Why are you talk about Stewart, Florida? Yeah, <laughs> and that's where he got caught getting a rub and tug. God damn. Because everybody expects you get a rubber tub of Miami, you get a rubber tub of Tampa, Key West, Broward County. Ain't nobody thinking about Stewart, Florida. You, 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 you. There is some logic to it, but. You're, you're a billionaire. Yeah, get one on the plane. Bro. Yeah, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what the B? Stop talking about the sexual proclivities of billionaires and move on to the ass women of the week, which was the Steelers going into the Bengals. And I'm gonna let Ty take this because this was so disrespectful on a multitude of levels. I think the only thing sad about this game is the fact that I didn't pick the game on the show for ass women of the week. It it, it is literally the only thing sad, sad about this. This game was never close, never close. We ran on him. We passed on him. We did whatever the fuck we wanted to do. Oh, they dabbed on him, danced on him, did crit walking in the end zone, all sorts of shit. I see. Can I do examples of all those things? <laughs> <Stop. laughs> First of all, absolutely not, man. But I heard somebody say on like a it, on like a video review um, that Big Ben was as mobile as a deep freezer, and I've been laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have a deep freezer. In the office, our deep freezers are more mobile than Big Ben. I've been laughing about that since like like since since Sunday. <laughs> He's about as mobile as a deep freezer. I'm, I'm I'm not one to say somebody watched, but this week two quarterbacks are watched. Cam Newton, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, we just said about Cam. Yeah. yeah, He's like yeah. worried about hurting Big Ben's feelings, but Big Ben, like, Big... he's like, ah, he's just lost. Wow, <laughs> no, no, Big Ben, get the fuck out, man. You you are borderline Hall of Famer. Get, just get the fuck out. He is. A he's off him. He is not yeah. first ballot, but, right. but he, he is. Eli's a Hall of Famer. He even. He even got in the motorcycle accident when that was cool. So, like, I mean, the dude... He got in the motorcycle so accident. He got a motorcycle accident. Beat Rachel. Had a mistress on the back, too. So many boxes that guy checked. He yeah, does... Yeah. He is one for the streets, though. He is one for the streets. That is for damn sure. Depends on which streets you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but okay, this game... I mean, DeMar Chase didn't do anything and hasn't done anything the last couple weeks. I'm here to officially announce that I've I have bought out of all my Jamar Chase offensive rookie of the year. So everybody who wants to buy in, go for it. I'm I've cashed out all of them. 
Joe McCorkle, I'm riding that horse to the fucking train. So, goddamn. And for please. Sam to do to ride a horse from the University of Alabama, otherwise known as University of Cousin Fuckers, I don't feel like getting cursed out tonight, is a um, difficult thing. And we applaud you, Sam, for your, object, uh, your object, objectivity and your responsibility with your money. Now we're going to move on to Duval County, Florida, where the Falcons play the Jaguars. And, uh, yeah, once again, another game with two bad teams. It was. It really was. And we told. And we knew the Falcons were going to win. Like, it was. Falcons beat up bad teams. <laughs> like this game had the vibes of the Falcons and Jets over in London, and and it played out very similarly. If I feel like, I think even that one finished a seven point game. The the Jets Falcons one over in London. This one. This one was twenty one fourteen. Yeah. It. It was. It was very similar to that. So yeah. Not a whole I just understand. can't believe an NFL team that ran Cordell Patterson sixteen times on the ground won a game. I like yeah, dude, <laughs> he can't he can't run the ball out of the backfield for shit, but he can do everything else well. Hey. And they're just handed it to him. Two TDs. He, he did it well. To be fair, it says one hundred eight here. Like yeah, one hundred eight yards. Touchdowns, but Jesus Christ, man, he looks. He looks so bad when he. This is the only time he can make the guy look bad. It's Out of the backfield, though. that is very true. Like his first <laughs> two, like, three steps, just, so just don't look there. natural. But once he, well, once he gets going downhill, he's dude's got some moves. But those first yeah, two, three steps, interesting players. Yeah. yeah. All right, enough talking about it. Trevor, I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has been playing well. The Jacks team as a whole has been playing well. I really thought they could have stole stole this game. So I'm. Slightly surprised they didn't actually win this game, but I mean the Falcons are almost five hundred. Like they're gonna like fuck around and get an okay record at this end of the year, and everyone's gonna think they were worse than they actually were. The Falcons winning this game is massive for a bet. Like the Saints, yeah, yeah. I mean, because clearly Cam Newton's not gonna do shit with the goddamn Panthers. Uh, but yeah, but right now, as far as a bet goes, all three teams I believe have the same record, at least same amount of wins. All three teams have five wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Saints definitely have five. Yeah, oh, no. the Saints yeah, are really like five and five six. Wins, yeah, Saints are five the and Colts six. Are six and six. Falcons yeah, and uh, Panthers are five and seven. Yeah. So, so yeah. And we're gonna make a trip to Denver, Colorado, where the Chargers visited the Broncos at Mile High, and the Broncos. By the way, Patrick Sertan, the second. Good lord. Yeah. Hey, yeah. First, he was the first Broncos rookie with two interceptions since nineteen eighty nine. Good lord. Yeah, good game. Yeah, good in game. a game, I should say. And I can't figure out the Chargers are not a bad team. And I think the Chargers have more talent than the Broncos, but the Broncos are just winning ugly if the Broncos make the game ugly, they'll figure out a way to win it. And, and that to me is impressive. And uh, Herbert, even though it's a small sample, just two years, he struggled in Denver. Like he, he last time he they were in Denver, Colorado, he had a bad game there as well. It just Something we've noticed. He struggles in Denver. It's kind of it, it's kind of a theme with. I feel like a lot of quarterbacks struggle in Denver. I mean, they always have a kind of deep, like you know, at least average defense most years, mm-hmm. if not better than that. But it's also cold. I I feel like that's it's, uh, like something that we need the altitude, to, yeah. Uh, the altitude, yeah. Because I do people not like the the altitude that you would think kind of helps with the ball. You would fly better in the air. Yeah, but if um, you have an arm, true, but... if you have an arm like Herbert, now you have to readjust. That thing is because, sailing. Because now yeah. you're going to be overthrowing receivers. Yeah. Because you you really are over a mile high in elevation, and that does make a difference. 
There you go. Um, um go, going for one cold. This was well before you move before you move on. This was a big game for this division in the playoff race because all, all these teams there's there's I mean I'm giving the the Pats slash Bills one of the wild card spots. Yeah. And then I don't want to give the Bengals a spot yet, but they're the Bengals they should be in yeah. unless they don't mess everything up. They should be in. I'm giving the wild card spot to the Ravens though, but yes. Yeah, the NFC North will have the Bengals and the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, there ends up there's about five, maybe six teams vying for that last wild card spot. The AFC and North could have the three Chargers teams. and Broncos are seven and eight right now. Yep. Chargers seven, Broncos eight. The AFC after North that game. could have three teams. Like the Cleveland could be that third team. They could. The issue is it's a lot of. Um, I'm just saying, there's a lot of incestual things going on on scheduling wise for division games in that. That's division. fair. That's fair. fair. Also, Sam, um, uh, remember the Steelers? We called it eight, eight and one. They're on track, baby. They're on I'm track. You, bro. They're I'm on track. You, bro. I, they didn't tie the team I thought they would. Fair. But I, I'm telling you, they're on they're track. Going. Five, five, and, and one. Have to go down as one of the best calls I've ever made in my life. Hundred percent. They go eight, eight, one. Hundred percent. It'll be amazing. It'll be <laughs> truly amazing. We're gonna go from the Mile High Stadium to the frozen tundra of Green Bay, where the LA Rams visited the Packers, and I thought the Rams would turn it around. The Rams have officially now lost three games in a row. Matt Stafford looks pedestrian. The Packers defense. And I've never thought I'd actually say this now that Reggie White has gone on the glory. But the Packers' defense was good. Very good. And you give Aaron Rodgers any modicum of a defense, he will take you. You have the ability to at least go to a conference championship and be competitive. Also, Matt Stafford did not play bad. Like, he, like uh, 21-38, three TDs, one pick, over 300, 300 yards. But they couldn't run the ball effectively. And... Again, Aaron Rodgers, man. It, it came down to Ken Matt Stafford outdo Aaron Rodgers. And from his days with the Lions, we know it doesn't matter. You can have Megatron all you want. But Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, you pick Aaron Rodgers every day of the weekend, yeah. twice on Sunday. It's as simple as that. Matt didn't play bad. Um, he did not play bad. Has to be said. Nah, he did, but he didn't play as well as Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Well, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, only played an okay game to his standards. True. With the rushing touchdown, it was awesome. But... When you fake out Jalen Ramsey with a bad toe, oh, man. Yeah. I am so for it. I am so and, for hey, it. Do not forget that that toe is worse than toe toe. It is, exactly. It is worse than toe toe. Yeah. Don't forget that. But no surgery. But I'm, I'm so happy you brought up Reggie White. Just what a day. We have, leaving the frozen tundra, we're going to go to Santa, Santa Clara, California, where we had the Vikings visiting the 49ers. Um, I really thought the Vikings would win this game. Sam thought the same thing. Um, the 49ers got it done to, to at least stay within striking distance in their division. Absolutely. And again, I was the only one who got this game right, and it was the only game where I had any actual money on, on Sunday. I just really like this number for the 49ers. They're coming on. Debo Samuel and Fred Moore will be out for a couple weeks. Um... Both both suffering with tie strains, but nah, man, the 49ers, they're, they're healing up. They were healing up, and they're gonna be a problem. No, it's that team that nobody wants to play. Also, yeah, but they gotta they gotta get to the playoffs. I think they will. Yeah, 
I believe, I believe last time I checked, they're actually favored to make the playoffs too, which is a big move from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment from this whole week of football was when uh, Kirk Cousins lined up behind the right guard to snap the ball. Did anyone else see that? Well, I saw that on Twitter talking about it after. I assumed it was a – they were trying to do a diversion and they were just going to direct snap it to the running back. Was not, it actually not that? He actually didn't realize. And then Dalvin Cook had to move him. And Kirk was yeah, like, oh, oh shit, time out. Yeah, so and also, it wasn't a regular down. You know, do you know what it was? Fourth and goal. Yep. Oh my. <laughs> Kirk was nervous. Kirk was nervous as fuck. Kirk only didn't even realize he was touching the wrong person's balls. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're going to move on from Kirk Cousins' balls to probably the worst game outside of the Jets that we saw this weekend. And it was on Sunday night. We saw the Browns going to Baltimore, and we, we saw a quarterback throw four interceptions and win a game for the first time in ever. A quarterback throws four interceptions and win a game. We That's saw... actually not true. Really? I thought it yes. was as well. I have this. I have this locked and loaded for you because it has to deal with somebody's affiliation with the team and a quarterback. Ah. It's the first starting quarterback to win a game with four interceptions since 2013, when a certain uh, when a certain Red Rocket did it. Was it my boy? Yeah. Was it my boy? Yeah. We saw the good, bad, and ugly of Baltimore's quarterback, Lamar Jackson made some amazing throws and he made some shitty throws um i don't know what the odds are for the coach of the year and I, i'm pretty sure bill belichick is high on the list but given the depleted state of baltimore's defense and the depleted state of the running back i think we need to throw i think harbaugh needs this was a good week for the harbaugh family overall but baltimore's coach needs a little more consideration for coach of the year because they are winning by smoke, mirrors, and, and shenanigans. Harbor, so I can tell you, Ohio I can Zero. tell you this. Bill Belichick is the favorite at 3-1 to one right now for Coach Year. Mm-hmm. And you were saying Harbaugh was the other guy you were talking about? I think we should throw some throw some attention or some money or something on Harbaugh. I don't know what the number is, apparently. He is 40-1. to one. Where's Kingsbury at? Kingsbury's 4-1. to one. He's second. He's second. That's where I, that, That's who my pick is. I, would, I don't know. With the Patriots on the tear that they are right now. You give it to uh, Belichick, but yeah, I don't hate Bill Belichick. But they've gotta finish strong. Like they've yeah. gotta continue going. They, they gotta win. Is always so hard. If they win both these Bills games, then I think he will get it. It just bounces around all, all over the place all year. Yeah. Uh, but but this is just an ugly Sunday night football game in Baltimore when when Baltimore is is better than the Browns, in my opinion, mm-hmm. by a margin this year throughout but they played down to their opponent and that's just what, kind of what Baltimore's been doing and they've been able to get away with it by the skin of their teeth That it, it is amazing to me how they win football games well I mean no in all fairness last time they played a good team they got their ass handed to them like it was us like we, we went we went into Baltimore and broke that ass yeah like, y'all boy. Y'all gonna catch hell when they come to kick Cincinnati. No, we we, we gonna beat that. We gonna bash them on top of their heads because they're not a good team. I don't think. I don't know. I think I still lean them to win the, that division. 
but it's just they they haven't been playing. So, so they're playing like kind of like the Bills were a couple weeks ago when you're like you're you're waiting for them to break through, but they're not doing it. But they've just won the closer games, and the Bills were honestly were just getting like blown out. But like it's just they're frustrating. The, the Ravens are frustrating. Well, I'm not really frustrated with them because of the, they have so many injuries to their skill positions. They they have so many injuries in their secondary. So, in a sense, it feels like they're playing with house money. Nobody expects them, given the depth of their injuries, to be this far. Okay, how about this? That's not true. I was about to say, yeah. Everybody expects the Ravens. To Ravens be, are in yeah. win now mode. Yeah, but they're in, you're right. They're in win now mode. They, injuries when, happen. They're nobody. Nobody's sitting there like, oh, let's write off the Ravens because they're injuries. No, Nobody's no, I'm not saying there. that, but I'm, I'm like, when you lose both of your, both of your, both of your running backs before the season starts, and you got to go pick up a running back off the heat pile, and then you lose a top corner, I mean, that's it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But then you're just the 49ers of last year. Like nobody cares. Go win games still. That's also, where, you know that. Who, which where, corner do they I lose? Mean, and they're doing a good job of. It. They have eight wins. Who's the but, corner they lost? Because Marlon Humphrey is still playing. The um, running backs don't matter. R- r- running back, you can literally plug and replace. But they lost Marcus Peters. Yeah, Marcus Peters is the corner. Marcus, that's right. He's talking about all the injuries throughout the year. Yeah, and right. before the year. Fair I mean, they have they have a lot. You you are totally correct about a lot of injuries. It's just in football, a lot of injuries are coming, and you you that's why you build for depth and connections and stuff like that. Fair. This is why you have to do that. That's right. So we. We had a Monday night football game that took place about 47 minutes from where the Ravens um, beat the Browns in Landover, Maryland. Uh, we had the Seahawks made the trip all the way across the country to Landover, Maryland to play the Washington football team. I was the only one to get this correct, the Washington football team. Woo! They squeaked it out, baby. They squeaked it out. And the Washington football team is on a three-game winning streak. And... This is this looks reminiscent to what they did last year. Washington football team last year went on a winning streak to win the division and get into the playoffs. I'm not saying they'll win the division this year because I don't think they will. But if the Washington football team keeps playing better football each week, it will make it very interesting when they come when they visit the Eagles, when they visit the Giants, and I think they'll split with the Cowboys. Um, I don't believe that the Cowboys are a lot to win the NFC East like everybody else does. I believe. The Cowboys have a history and a record of losing the NFC East in very embarrassing fashions in the last week. The Cowboys won on a four-year stretch where they lost the NFC East to each team on the last game of the season for, for actually three years. Goddamn. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so to, to be – to it, all those teams – well, the, the Washingtons, five and six um, – the Eagles have five wins, right? Yes, they yes. do. And then the Giants have four. Four, yeah. Yes. They're four and seven. And then the Cowboys have seven. Seven, seven and four, yes. Yeah. Seven, seven and four, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not impossible, especially with the way NFL schedules are set up. There's a lot of divisional games down the stretch. True. So, I could see it. And you're right. I mean, the Cowboys like to blow it. <laughs> Like the Mets in a way, they're like the blowers and everything they can. I mean, we're, we're not going to jump into baseball, but no, let, no, let me do real quick. Like the, Scherzer Sam, and we'll DeGrom. We'll hit that on that later. Okay. Sam, okay. Sam will appreciate this. The Mets like the the Mets like that blow it a whole lot more. Than, <laughs> <laughs> more than other teams. Oh man, Dwight Gooden, baby, Kelsey, yeah, gotta love him. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, just what a crummy game. You're fucking hoping Russell Wilson comes out and gives you a little something to watch on Monday night. Well, how about this, dude? Seven minutes in the game, I went to go play Halo. That's fair. I, know, I was about to ask. Did you guys? Did you guys watch the ending of this game? It was crazy. Not the ending. No. Yeah, I did. I did. Watched it. Tried to give it away. Highlights. No, because because Russ threw threw a TD with like eighteen seconds left. Yes. Uh, went for a two point conversion because they were down by two. Missed it. Seattle goes for the onside kick. They get the they get the recovery, but somebody was lined up an inch to, uh, to the left too much. Yep. yep. So so they had to retake it. The onside. On, and he was signed uh, lined up on the side to which the ball didn't even go. So he had literally zero impact on the on the on the play. So they had to retake just it. Lined up offsides. No, uh, you gotta have two people outside the hash or in, in a certain range, and do do a slightly. Uh, I think had like a foot in or whatever. So they had to retake it. Man, it was. I was like, what the hell? This is the wild. It was a wild ending. Boring ass yeah. game. I watched the first half and then didn't watch it. But then I looked at the clock. I was like, let me watch the ending of this game. I turned it on. First thing I saw, touchdown. I was like, oh, we got a game. And yeah, it, it was a wild-ass ending. It yeah, like, it's, the first, it's the first time Russell Wilson's lost four straight starts in his whole career. I mean, it was last year in Seattle, right? We all, I feel like we all agree to that. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. Yeah. You think so? I mean, I, I don't know. I think it might – I think it – I don't know. I thought that was way more about just him trying to get more control. I feel like him actually wanting to lead. I feel like we but know. His, I feel like I know where, where Russ is going as well. We know where he's going. His Seattle. wife wants. I'm, to, I'm sorry, his, Miami. His wife wants to be in a larger media market where she can further her career as well, and she finds it difficult to do that from Seattle. So. The, the Dolphins fit Sierra, and, and it fits Russell, so it just works. So well, what if what if Pete Carroll is, is you know, sacked. Does he? Does he want to stick around then? Nah, because if I you sack so. Pete Carroll, you're gonna to have to rebuild the identity of that team. That team is built around Pete Carroll. What is Pete Carroll's identity? Is just getting guys to go play. Yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll yeah. would you fired that up. Dude, that I can write a play almost as good as Pete Carroll. I'm not talking about writing plays, but I'm just talking about the way he approaches that team is very unique to him. That's, that's right. That, I mean, that's true. That's he's, right. His, you know, energy and all that is why they were so good when they were. Yeah. He's good at the podium. He's good at the podium. He's like Tommy. It'll be an interesting thing to watch this uh, offseason for sure. I um, NFL football is done, but we have had some monumental moves in the college football race. We we normally don't talk college football, um, but we have a college football aficionado. Uh, we have a University of Tennessee <laughs> super fan. He is on all the forums. He is on all the boards. If you take a look at his Twitter timeline, which I do on a regular basis when I want to find something funny or oddly depressing, <laughs> um, Sam here. All right. Yeah, because yeah, Tennessee fans bring me great joy because they're fucking hilarious. Um, but I, I want, I'll start off by saying we got Lincoln Riley leaving University of Oklahoma, going to University of Southern California. We have Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, going to LSU, which I'm utterly shocked about. Um, and so I want Sam to take the floor. And we also have, for well, the first time, before we've got Harbaugh finally beat Ohio State. 
Thank and God. He didn't beat. He didn't beat Ohio State. He took him out to the woodshed and took that wood to him in the big house. Yeah. So, now, uh, go win the national championship, Michigan. That would be uh, great. Yeah, I don't want uh, Michigan to win the national championship. Yeah, it's not happening. But it would no, be their 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 fans are worse than Alabama fans. They'll be fucking. Good, good luck beating Georgia. <laughs> At least they don't fuck their cousins. There is that. That's that's a good point. It's a very good idea. I want to I want to know from you. I I don't know how much uh, Ty knows about the game, but. I definitely know, want to know from you, Eugene, where you view so the three the three massive jobs all the USC, Oklahoma, and LSU. I would love to know your ranking of, of those jobs, Eugene. Oh man, okay, I will rank them this way. I will rank USC number one, mm-hmm. Oklahoma number two, no no LSU number two and Oklahoma number three, and I'll explain why each one. Same. USC, that's yours too. Yes, that's mine too. Yeah, USC by by its location has a built-in advantage about being in LA, and I think the hiring of Oklahoma's old coach is going to do something phenomenal for them because he was already recruiting kids out of California. When you look at his roster, like how the hell you convince somebody? From yeah, California? Oklahoma was national. That yeah, was national. how the hell you convince somebody from? Because you. Oklahoma had problems convincing kids from the from the deep south to come to Oklahoma, but you got no issues convincing kids from California to come yeah. to Oklahoma. I've been to the Oklahoma. difference there. The the difference there is when you go to California versus the deep south. When you go to the deep south, when you drive back from the deep south, how many schools are you passing on that drive that that player can go to and be just as successful at Oklahoma? You're passing far less on that Two same or three drive best. from California to Oklahoma yeah. that will make you be as successful. Yeah. Successful, and especially when USC's down, nobody wants to be in LA. Yeah. Nobody. Fair. But it gives it gives credibility to the Pac-12 again because yeah. see, you... I I rank the jobs differently. To be honest, really, I think yeah, I think LSU is the best job in the country. I would disagree, and I will tell you quickly why I disagree on that. LSU is a good job, but the issue with LSU is political interference from the politicians in the state of Louisiana. That is why I don't rate that job higher than than USC. And you know what? And you're not wrong that they are notoriously bad for that. And I even know that because that's how notoriously bad they are. <laughs> I was wondering. I saw you agree, agreeing to it. I was like, "There's no way Sam knows about this." And then you're right. No, <laughs> oh yeah, <it's> really <laughs> about yes. it. But this is why they paid so much money for their athletic director. You think that Ogeron was doing any of that? No way. And that dude won a national title at LSU. That dude has almost zero brains. <laughs> I, like, oh, I don't mind saying it. I, I see what you're saying, but LSU is the best job in the country, in my opinion. It's hard. It, like, it's just Alabama's where they are because of Saban. Uh, but LSU, those kids in Louisiana, it's the hardest state to recruit out of. Because they um, don't want to go to LSU. Like, they yes, literally want. It's the most loyal state. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, they'll, they'll go back and back and back when the houses get flooded. Like, it's yeah. the most loyal state in all different ways. To yes. houses, school. They... You don't get them out. Uh, you, dude, it's a, a huge deal for any recruit that LSU wants to leave. Yeah. Louisiana. So you didn't anybody you want. I just think it's the best job. And I think Brian Kelly's going to be amazing there. I think he's kind of a prick. 
but it probably suits him. That, in my opinion, is the best hire. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, where he really couldn't be a prick, going to LSU, where he can be a prick, is going to be fucking hilarious. Best hire of the bunch, my opinion. Brian Kelly, LSU. Dude just wins. Yeah, he really does. Dude dude really does. And here's here's a funny thing. University of Cincinnati, for some odd reason, is putting out a lot of good head coaches. Because Brian Kelly came from Cincinnati and went to Notre Dame. You got the coach of Cincinnati now that's number four. They're Luke talking. Fickle. Yeah, they're saying he, he ain't going. I don't think he's going. Yeah, anywhere. but the one Tennessee hired is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky for us. But, but yeah, so I go LSU one, USC two, Oklahoma three. I have some Oklahoma friends that will not like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the thing Oklahoma going to the SEC is probably the worst thing for them because if you look at Oklahoma Oklahoma's history they were always the most dominant team in their conference like in the Big 12 they beat the brakes off of Texas every year in the Big 8 they beat the brakes off of Texas they've won more conference championships but now you're going into a conference where you're not the best team you're not the second best team you're not the third best team True. So now no, it's going to be interesting for them. And like, you can't convince me that Lincoln Riley, yes, LA and all that, but also the fact that he's not going to have to be in the SEC, I think was a major decision. Like this isn't making the uh, factor there. Like that finally made you it. Don't, have you, you don't... seen some of the details though about this? Cause I need to, on the contract? Have, I need to alert you on the contract. Yeah. I, the only thing I saw was, they had to buy his houses in Oklahoma. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's $110 million total is what this guy's saying. And I don't know how many years because USC's private, right? 10. Yes, USC's a private school. Ten years. Is it 10 confirmed? Confirmed, 10 years okay. contract. Ty's saying it's 10. I haven't seen the years, but I believe Ty. 10 years, 110, which I'm pretty sure is the most. And he... So the houses, he has two houses in Norman. He just finished building a house that they were moving into. Well, you're not moving down the street anymore, right, the family. But <laughs> they bought both those houses for 500K over uh, market value. asking price. Yep. Like market value. Yep. So basically it was a million dollar bonus. <laughs> and then they bought him a $6 million house in LA. And That's... they're also giving him and his family 24-7 access to the private jet. It's insane. Here's, 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 here's the thing, and it's funny you, you mentioned about the – there's a significant difference in the cost of living between Oklahoma and L.A. And when when Lane Kiffin was at um, USC, he often complained about how ex- – I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm sorry to bring up the past. But he, uh. he, he complained about how expensive it was to live and buy, you know, buy L.A. Because if you're, if you're a coach – and you come from the SEC or you come from the Big 12, it don't cost that much to live in these areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the only thing Lane was bitching price-wise about was how much the hookers were. Let's be honest. California hookers can't be cheap. You're right. No, they can't be cheap. But I'm sure. I'm sure that It is expensive out there, without a doubt. But yeah. when, you, when you make so much money, I guess it doesn't matter as much. But LinkedIn wants to go out there. I don't. I get it, but... But you should have probably... Think- Use of the private jet isn't all that strange. Um, well, twenty four seven access to not only the coach but also his family if he's not there is strange, though. Because the coach at Wichita State has access to the private jet, but it's not twenty four seven. It's for and it's we're almost only recruiting. 
Like, he's like, he, Lincoln Riley, as being the head coach of USC, will never, ever, like, even consider taking a flight that's, that's not in that private jet. True. You know what I mean? That's fair. And he doesn't have to ask. It's yeah. damn near, like, let's go. It's not like a rental <laughs> yeah. on it. But before we go, I think what's going to happen is I think Oklahoma's probably going to hire Brent Venables. That's where the smoke is right now, at least. Um, one of the last reports I saw was by a Tennessee guy. So it's, you know, it's not an Oklahoma guy or a national guy. It's a Tennessee guy. But he said that there, it's kind of dying down there between Venables and Oklahoma. Uh, I've also seen that Shane Beamer is the second option there. If, if, if Oklahoma – hire Shane Beamer, that'd be ridiculous after him only being a head coach for one year. Yeah. But I don't understand why they don't call Matt Campbell, who's the coach at Iowa State. I think you have to give him a call. I think can he's probably the best. Him, can you get him to leave Iowa State? It's if, question. If, if you're at Iowa State, would you say yes to Oklahoma? Yes. I uh, would. Okay. Yes. That's a back end of the top ten uh, program of all time. Mm-hmm. This is true. The question and he's reached I, his cap at Iowa State. The question I have about Oklahoma, with them moving to the SEC, are they in the top half of the SEC? Can they compete with with your top half of the SEC? Well, we're going to have to see now who who they bring in, right? Because like, my thing yes, with Texas, yes, my thing with they, Texas is – You asked me two days ago? Yes. But this is not two days ago. Texas is trash. No. Texas moving to the SEC is funny to me because they're, they're they will struggle to beat Mississippi, Mississippi State, Auburn. They will struggle to, to be median in the SEC. Oklahoma will be better. I just will have to How see much better do. is the question? I, I don't know. But I think that the, the craziest thing about the whole thing is that there is an outside chance Notre Dame can make the playoff. Yep. And Brian Kelly just up and left that. True. But Bar- Brian Kelly, if you pay attention to what's coming out of Notre Dame, Brian Kelly has always had issues with recruiting at Notre Dame because you have to meet – as a freshman, you take calculus. There's just no getting around that. So the academic requirements to recruit at Notre Dame it, are extremely hard. I'm, he's done well. I'm just going to be done- a little annoyed if they make it. I'm going to be quite annoyed if they make it. i tell you why. Because I got quite a few tickets riding on Cincinnati to make the playoffs – even even with the Natty, stay undefeated, the, all of it, and they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. So if, if they get if they get bumped out, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quite pissed. What do you guys That's think of Bama? Brutal, honestly, what do you guys think of Bama possibly not making it? Uh, I mean, I hope they don't. But then that means that I have to root for Georgia to win, which I'm, that's not really in the DNA either. Fair. But one of the two teams have to win. If what do you what do you do with an undefeated Cincinnati though? Because I've I've always been of the so mind that if you make the depends. playoffs and you're undefeated, you should be the number one seed. Let me let me ask you a couple questions. Okay. So it's uh, in the Georgia Alabama game, who wins? Georgia easily, handily. Well, in no in his scenario. So okay. Just so Cincinnati wins their game, right? Who wins Houston. Georgia Alabama? I got Georgia winning. Okay, so that's Georgia's one seed then. Yes. Is is ben, Michigan? Does Michigan win? Yes. Iowa State. Okay, so they're two seed. Yeah. Okay. Does Oklahoma State win? Yeah. Okay, they're they're probably three seed. I I think they would jump Cincy. 
That'd and then Cincy up. then would be four. Okay, it's, I, it's Cincy versus Notre Dame at that point, and you. Have I have I have yeah. an issue with because I like I just said I've always believed undefeated team is number one. So you put Georgia's undefeated as number one. Yes. Yeah. And then you will put your second undefeated team at number at number two then. But not when they don't play a schedule like the one. But still, it's it's not. I, I don't. Mm, I don't like the idea of punishing an undefeated team because nobody. The one game that you had on your schedule that you needed to show up for, you proved that you could beat a top tier team in their place. Yeah, but hey, it's just like a college basketball team that has one good win but has played nobody else all year. They're not, and they've only been okay, and they're on the bubble. That's not getting them in the tournament. That's they're not getting in because of one good win. They need right. multiple good wins. But it's yeah, just and, and good and like losses against good teams you can take. In college football, it's different. I mean, you can only lose one game in college football. Really, right. I, I just I've always most struggled. I've always struggled with the idea that power five schools will not play schools like Cincinnati. Um, I don't want to say give them a chance because I don't believe in the charity aspect, but the way the system, and this is me railing against the system more than it is anything else. The way the system is set up, like if you're University of Central Florida or South Florida that went undefeated. UCF. When UCF went undefeated for almost two years, I would have given them a shot. 18 playoffs, baby. 18 yeah, playoffs. Because at what point if you if you're that good, if you if you go undefeated for that long, and we have a place, I, I agree though. The issue is you should never like last year should never factor in, you know. Mm-hmm. But in that scenario, it kind of I thought it probably should have. The issue is it didn't break as well as it has this year for Cincy. There's only one undefeated team if this if Georgia wins, exactly. right? Other than Cincy. Right. So it's just breaking so much better. Ohio State lost to Michigan, that which hasn't right. happened in seven years or something like that. Yeah. It's everything's the dominoes are falling. The issue is, is Houston's a really good team. Houston is a good team. I was about to get to it, right? It's a tough game. Houston a tough game. Uh since here's a Houston, Michigan versus Ohio. Which one's a t- which one's a closer game, in your opinion? Cincy versus Cincy versus Cincy, I mean well, um, we already Michigan. know Michigan, Ohio was fifteen. Points. I mean, sorry, uh, Michigan, Iowa, Michigan, Iowa, uh, Cincy, Houston. I think yeah. Michigan, uh, as long as Michigan can get up and be excited for the game as they should be able to, even yeah. after they beat Ohio State, Iowa does everything that Michigan does, but Michigan's just better at it. So yeah. I that like you remember when Alabama played Michigan State in the playoff a couple years ago, and it wasn't even like close. close. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Wasn't even but it was close. only like thirty to three. But it wasn't even close. Yeah. Like that's something that I could see happening in this in that Michigan game. Houston is a very good team, and there it's a rival game, and I think it's quite funny because both of those schools are going to the Big Twelve. Yes, and you got to remember that that coach from West Virginia did not get fired. He was not asked to leave. He decided to move from a Power 5 job to Houston. Dana Holmgren. Before he knew yes. they were moving. Yep, Dana Holmgren. So they have Power 5 yes. head coaching money, yeah. Power 5 head, oh, yeah, they head got... coaching ability, and Power 5 talent. So and we, we don't have time for this, team. but University of Houston has been on the preface, on the forefront of we're going to win at all costs. 
and we will do everything we can to win. And I'm not going to go into it, but the reason why they haven't been in a Power 5 conference for the longest is University of Texas. The Regents in the state of Texas have always said we do not want, because Houston is the largest city in the state of Texas. University of Houston is huge, and Sam pointed out... It's Texas, to say it in a short, easy way, it's Texas being afraid... Being insecure, not letting anybody else succeed so they could be the biggest one. Yeah. And it's basically it's, what Texas was doing, and now they can't because they're moving. And it's, it's funny to me because Sam made a point about Louisiana kids don't want to leave Louisiana. Houston kids don't want to leave Houston. And so you give them a program that's in a Power 5 conference, and you have University of Texas, which is perpetually on the downswing. You have Texas A&M which is doing some interesting things, all of a sudden, UT Austin is your third best football program in his own state. See, you know, it, that, that school is called Texas and Texas only. The, those letters are belong to the real UT. But, <laughs> See, when, when, um, when Eugene goes, win at all costs, I, I feel like we have to talk about Baylor, who plays Oklahoma State. I mean, win at all costs. Yeah. If anyone's going to cheat to win, it's Baylor. No, no, no. No, no. Anybody that won't cheat to win, that's, that's not cheating, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that might be cheating on spouses and girlfriends. That's that's not cheating on the football field. Yeah, they cheat. were doing that, but like, the issues there were hard. Yeah. Cheat, cheating to win. Cheating to win. The coach at SMU is doing a real good job, even though he just got poached by TCU. But cheating to win is Houston at SMU. Fair. So, hey, Sonny Dykes is good to a TCU. That will be a good hire. But hey, before we before we wrap this up, it the Taysom Hill deal is a hundred and forty million. It's just a crazy cap deal. Like I said, I've said a mm. lot. How much it's is just, a, how much of it is guaranteed? Uh it's not. It's you know not much. I want I wish I could see this. It based the whole move made him count less against the cap this year. Okay, and like. It's like the same set more deals worth like forty to yeah. ninety million, and it can only get as high as ninety if he actually plays quarterback. Yeah, the same set more they accounted from the Kansas game. City Chiefs that got everybody paid. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, do we talked about this a lot? They did all sorts of crazy shit. It's kind of wild, but. And for all the baseball fans out there, um, pay attention to baseball because there will be a lockout. Oh, I got the fucking two-colored eye freak on my team. Let's go. Mad Max, Mad Max and Jake DeGrom. Oh, my Are God. Are you kidding me? What, what, what a one-two punch. I didn't even remember you exist. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm happy for you, for you oh all y'all Mets fans. But um, I don't think I don't think we'll get a full season of baseball. Nah, that, it's an expected lockout. Therefore, everything's expected. Which to me means they're already working on things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd okay. be just fine. Everybody wants to get paid, man. They'll play. Yeah. Exactly. The only people who don't play are Le'Veon Bell, and look how that turned out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a longer than normal podcast. We appreciate y'all for sticking with us through our college basketball and brief baseball shenanigans. As always, I am Eugene. This is Ty, and that is Sam. And we this barbecue and curry. curry. <laughs> We're and done. We are done. Peace. Peace.